Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dyslexic Season 3, Episode 11. Today, we are hopping onto a time rover once again to head back in time to experience and share our memories of one of the most beloved and iconic shows in Walt Disney World history. We're heading back in time to once again yell out, dreams come true, dreams come true. That's right. We're doing a theme park throwback on Dream Along with Mickey. Now, before we head back in time, let's meet who's joining us on today's trip. You know her, you love her, and if you don't, you should. It's Ivy. Welcome back, Ivy. Hi. Love that. Thank you uh, for joining me once again. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And also joining us from the Hyperion Review, she is one of the best lawyers we have ever had on Theme Park Court. <laughs> it's Danny. <laughs> welcome back, Danny. Thank you for having me. I feel like we've been talking so much lately. You were just on our show like two weeks ago, and now I'm here. It's it's wonderful. I, I get to talk to you so much. I'm so happy. I am too, and that was so fun. Thank you for having me on the show for that, by the way. And if you haven't checked that out, you guys need to go check that out. It was super fun. I was nervous, and I got called out, and I deserved it. So it, it's <laughs> fun. You should go check it out. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for joining me on season three. We haven't seen you since season two, but I'm glad to have you back. Uh, hope to have you back more uh, regularly. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> okay, so before we hop in this time over and head back, girls, let's uh, look at a brief history uh, of the show. So Dream Along with Mickey was a castle stage show that ran for 10 years from 2006 to 2016. It was replaced with the current castle show, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. Its plot revolved around Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy trying to convince Donald that dreams do still come true and that people still do believe in dreams. The excitement is uh, interrupted by Maleficent when she is trying to take the dreams of everyone and turn them into nightmares. Donald finds a way to combat and defeat her by overpowering her evil with the collective power of dreams of everyone in Magic Kingdom. So it is very Disney to the core Disney. Like, it, it, it's, it's intense Disney, but it was fantastic and a crowd favorite for many, many years. So, uh, buckle your seatbelts, check the mirrors. And I uh, also can't get any scratches on this time over since Dr. Seeker let me borrow it once again. I mean, we're getting pretty close now because <laughs> of all this. <laughs> and we're going to head back and I'm going to do sound effects because I don't have a soundboard. Whoosh. Oh, look, we're there. <laughs> Only one whoosh this time. It wasn't that long ago. It was 2016. <laughs> true, true. Very few whooshes were needed in the making of this podcast. Exactly. Oh, wow, look at this. It was so pretty. Wow. I love Magic Kingdom before COVID. So nice. Um, oh my god, I'm 20 pounds skinnier. This is so great. 2016 <laughs> was such a good year. <laughs> What's a mask? I don't need that. I don't work in a hospital. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, look, this show's about to start. Um, <laughs> so That was our interpretation of what 2016 in Magic Kingdom was like, just so everyone's on the same page. That was a reenactment? It was. It was. <laughs> Let's go find the Instagram walls. They're new. It's this new thing. Oh my god, have you heard of the purple wall? It's like a really underground Instagram secret. I <laughs> just heard about it. I, I saw like the top three Disney influencers 
because that's not really a thing yet, but it is now. Um, <laughs> <deal with it. laughs> oh my gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> but let's go ahead and start with Ivy. Ivy, tell us about your memories of Dream Along with Mickey. So, okay. I've only been, I've only seen it about, um, I saw it when I was about 12 years old, very at Disney, and I remember watching it twice, and then I saw it shortly before it was removed. Um, my favorite part of it was obviously Peter Pan. I mean, we saw, we saw that coming, it was like the highlight of my whole trip. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you still there? Not me cutting out. This is... <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm uh, not even going to edit it out. <laughs> it's always me. It's it's always me. Jesus. I need, like, a card that's, like, stamp it, like, every time I cut out. <laughs> On the tenth one, you get something free. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, I was gushing about how much I love people. Pan in the show, Captain Hook, and me, and Wendy, I mean, kind of there, occasionally waving her arms around. Um, yeah, she didn't do much. Highlight. She's just kind of there. I think, you know, she's just like a crocodile, mouths with her arms at one point, and then like, skips away. That's pretty much it. She had the easiest job in the whole show. She was like, oh look at goodness. me, I'm a tube man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's too accurate. Which is so funny. I've noticed they always do that with Wendy, like, in the parks. But in the movie, she's, like, this kind of strong female role. Where she's mm-hmm. very... She's very much a leader and making sure things go right. But in the park, she's like, ooh, I do nothing. This is <laughs> there. And it's like, okay. <laughs> we'll dig into that and massage me more um, later. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode. <sighs> but besides that, um, obviously Peter Pan t- was totally your favorite part. Like that, I, <clears throat> part of me was like, oh, I wonder what her favorite part was. And then I, I thought yeah. about it and I was like, that's her favorite part. <laughs> he's, he is, if you know me, Peter Pan is like a character. Like he's been my favorite character. Like, second grade oh my god i can't get over the fact i think it was rodney that tweeted um peter pan girls are the horse the horse girls of disney <laughs> I didn't think oh. listen like <laughs> it got a point though rodney's not, not afraid to call out rodney. everybody he doesn't care if we're friends <laughs> if we are family he's gonna call you out saw that tweet and I was like oh my god just pushing my Peter Pan Disney ears like under the bed like not me <laughs> <laughs> I just like roll over to your Peter Pan doll she did that <laughs> <laughs> just like so, slowly caressing it yeah, that doll is um, at the foot of my bed right now I didn't know you actually had one Phenomenal. It's fine. Have you seen the trend oh, on TikTok about oh. the Disneyland Marvel characters? Yes, How I like, have. Yes, it's over like, them? It's, oh my god. It's like 
uh, Marvel TikTok, well, I guess it was like what, Musical.ly before in like 2017 where they had all these edits for the Marvel cast in um, Disneyland and they've just refreshed it and brought it back. It's the new Spieling Peter. That's what it is. It's the new Spieling Peter fan. Yeah. Did I just unlock a memory? (laughs) Yeah, you did. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Why that. do I feel like I know what that? What? Why do I feel like I know what that is? He was so the basically one in Disney. He was the Disneyland. Um, oh, I know. The one everyone gave him like videos, gifts, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Yes, I loved one. those videos. But everyone also loved just them. like I like all the the videos <laughs> like that where they like go talk to Alice the Mad Hatter and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Those were really fun. I loved those. There was like a whole scene in Tumblr in like 2011. Yeah, like if he you had remember, a hefty fan. I do remember. <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone remembers that Spieling Peter and Alice and like the Brianna Cherry Garcia like mm-hmm. artwork and fan fiction, listen. Oh my god, I didn't know the fan fiction. <laughs> oh my god, she has a whole fan fiction about Alice and Hatter and it's like a little What? <gasps> Oh my god, oh. I'm gonna send it to you. It's like real good, but oh, if you remember funny. that, you are officially old, and you can get your AARP card now, because that oh shit. My god. Oh. Thanks, Danny, oh, for making me old now. Listen, we're all old. Listen, what are we, 20, <laughs> in our mid-20s? I'm, I mean, I'm 22. Yeah, you'll get there. Just Shut wait, the back will start I hurting. Oh my god. <laughs> the back will start hurting. Dairy just doesn't sit as well as it used to. Like, you'll, you're it so really close. Does it really doesn't. Anyway, back to... <laughs> back to Man. Dream Along with Mickey and not Dream get Along there. with Dairy. Oh. But that would no. be a great show. <laughs> that was just Food Rocks. Oh my, oh my god, you're not wrong. <laughs> This is a mess already, and I love it. I'm here for the chaos of this episode. (laughs) Well, let's be fair. Dream Along with Mickey was kind of a chaotic show. There was a lot going on in that short amount of time. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. There really was like a whole lot in that in that 20 minute span. So many scenes. So quickly. (laughs) Give me whiplash. (laughs) It's so true. It really would give you. Whiplash. Uh, question, Ivy. Uh, do you have? Uh, what were some of your other like favorite parts of the show? Or do you have any like funny stories or memories about it? Okay, I obviously I love Maleficent. Like that part. This one is amazing. Wait, what is it? Is it like Girl Boss? Gatekeep Gaslight. <laughs> Maleficent. Um. What? <laughs> have, you see, have you seen that? You don't know what that meme is? Oh my god. No. Oh, uh, this means oh I god. stay on. This shows me I'm staying on TikTok way too much. You'll see <laughs> in the comments will be like, will be like, girl boss, uh, gatekeep gaslight. Oh my gosh, she definitely does gaslight. That's no. in that show. Oh my god. I love that. I need that on a t shirt. That's so funny. And quite literal, because there's fire that happens around her. Exactly. Exactly. Came to steal the show. And then was gone, like, so soon. They didn't have her up there for very long. They didn't. She popped up, you know. Her and Hook and Schmeed, you know, tried to take over stuff. And then we all were just like, nah. 
McDonald said to say this, so we said that. We said dreams come true a bunch, it and then she's so, gone. Like, random when she shows up like you don't see it coming because they literally were just fighting pirates i mean they were fighting captain hook and like mr sweet and then boom maleficent just walks in bunch of fire and she's like, ah, and the, yeah and the first time i saw it, i was like what is happening like this is, <laughs> it was so unexpected yeah but i mean they're only on screen or on the stage for a minute, but that's also probably because if you look at the prosthetics on their faces for too long, they're actually terrifying. Oh my god! Oh, have you seen a picture of the prosthetics like up close? Mm-mm. No. Oh, are, you, are, you, are you talking about when they when they when they switched Hook over to like where he had a face instead? Yeah, of, I'm putting it in of the his, like uh, costume right character. Yep. Me. Oh my god. Yeah, because they changed that later in the show. Yeah, oh, exactly okay. It. For I'm those of you not. who cannot see, um, basically they put uh, fake eyebrows and noses on oh and chins onto the face characters. Or they, I they changed about that. me and Hook into face characters later on in the show's run. Um, I completely Maleficent forgot was always about a face that. character, though. But it's like face mis- mixed with plastic. I forgot they had like. like yes. Terrible. Yeah. Mm. It oh looks, it looks good had, like, from afar, but up front, like up close, it's just not it. If you zoom in, you can see that white eyeliner trying to make his eyes look bigger. No! Oh, no. Come on, drag! <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the stage, Captain Hook! <laughs> this is the beginning of the rest of your life! <laughs> oh, girl! Oh my god, Captain Captain Hook would actually make a phenomenal (laughs) drag queen with like the dramatics. Captain Hook would totally at least get midway on Drag Race. I'm sorry if you hear my dog crying in the background. She also doesn't like Captain Hook's prosthetics. He'd totally be the first one out on Dragula though. He's too scared. Oh. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and Spee would be like his boyfriend that shows up mid like season for like a family challenge. Do they have Yeah, like the makeover challenge. Like, <laughs> yep. Do they have fake hands and stuff too? I don't remember. They do their hands are like cloth. What the heck? Oh my god. I but also all hook of that has a for hook, good reason. So that's probably also fake, yes, Ivy. The hook is probably not real. Aw man. Uh, actually to play Captain Hook, Disney does have to cut off your hand just for the realism. <laughs> To keep the theming in line. Top <laughs> 10 members, things Disney doesn't want you to know about their cast members. Everybody wants to complain about the uh, the new tattoos, but little do they know, Disney's been cutting off hands for decades. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't. But yes, no, those, those were actually really like totally random parts of the show. Where like Maleficent would show up, like it was just to like give. Uh, this is a show that has something I like to call plot, and you have to say <laughs> it like that. <laughs> it definitely has a story that you can follow. But, yeah. Like, if you think, I think it's too much. You're like. Hmm. Oh. I think it's story wise, it's like perfect for little kids. Like it is so easy for a little child, like three years old, <laughs> to follow that. Exactly, and that's really what they were going for. Like, they're not trying to give mm-hmm. us like, a full Broadway production, <laughs> you know? but they're definitely trying to give us fun. And like, the thing is, even as an adult, it was still a super fun show to just watch. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and like it was fun seeing the characters all together and like you know, like the princesses always look so cute and like we mm-hmm. usually don't get to see them with their princes, so that was like really cool about the show is we actually saw the princes for once. You three rare characters right there. You we had mm-hmm. um Eric or not Eric, why did I say that? Oh. We had oh. the prince from Snow White because prince. he apparently we had Charming and we had Philip. Snow White's prince doesn't have a name, right? It's literally just prince. He technically doesn't have a name. I got schooled on uh, Tumblr oh years God. ago. Uh, because... Doesn't everyone call him like Florian? Like yeah, prince everybody, everybody says like... it's uh, Florian, Floran, whatever, but that that's not true. Um, and the reason it's not true, a girl called me out on Tumblr years ago about it when I had one. Here we go again with she Tumblr. Was like, Look, it was a thing. It was a, a 2010 thing, but Listen, oh he was so traumatized by it that to this day he can't even <laughs> say Florian. I can't. Like she literally posted a picture. She's like, "When you get his autograph, it just is the prince." So that's his name. Wow. Like, okay. Girl boss gaslight gatekeeping <laughs> gaslighting. <laughs> that that was really that girl who called me out. You know what? She's probably on Twitter somewhere. We probably follow each other at some point. But like, it's just it, it was it was a thing. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah. yes, we had all three of them, which I loved. Um, Danny, I'm gonna move over to you. Also, like, oh, go ahead. time. I was just gonna say that like their costumes look way better on stage, at least in my opinion. Like the princesses, than when you yes. meet them, their costumes they always look way better on stage. Oh yeah. I will say this show was full of talent, like from the dancing to the kind of like mime esque actions that you had to have with characters. Because I've seen it both with the articulated faces and without the articulated faces from Mickey and Friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I love the articulated faces. I feel like it added a ton to the show. But I also kind of miss the fact where, like, to see a character moving, they would just shake around really hard. And they were like, I'm talking. See, I'm moving really hard. Something yeah. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Danny, we're going to hop over to you. What are some of your favorite memories of the show? Um, So I was actually a cast member in 2016 in Magic Kingdom. Custodial, West Side for Life. You know, <laughs> be a whole gang. And... um. So I was working during the day and we had our little like telecast, which is like where it tells you all the times in case guests ask. And we all like went and like, we kind of ditched our positions. Like, cause I was in Frontierland, Adventureland, Liberty Square. So there was really no reason I should have been on Main Street, but you bet I waddled my ass in this Florida heat over down to Main Street just to watch this show. You feel like so we Mission got Impossible to... yourself, like, over there, like, hiding behind stuff. <laughs> you're, I know you're making a joke, but sincerely, that was genuinely, like, me trying to hide <laughs> from, like, leaders. Because all the leaders came out to watch it, too, and I was like, these leaders are going to see me in my whole ass bright white outfit. <laughs> And oh I couldn't get caught. And I didn't get caught totally. But I did turn my radio off. And I guess they called me. And later they were like, why weren't you replying to your radio? I was like, mm, I don't know. It must have turned off. My bad. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but I got to 
Exactly. So a bunch of my friends had come into the park that day. So I met up with them because I definitely wasn't carrying my phone on me, Disney, to make plans. But um, yeah, we met up and we watched it and everybody was crying and it was wonderful. Um, and you know, like, it was the final point, show, right? Yeah, the very last showing of, oh, I said that's so weird. Last showing of the last day. So, like, it was, like, done. And they, it was really cute because they did final bows. And, like, so everybody came out and, like, took a bow. And, like, everybody was cheer. It was really, really cute. And, um, yeah, it was just a really fun moment because, like, the crowd was full of cast members who were all, like, way too emotionally, like, lenient. I guess, I mean... They relied too heavily emotionally on this show. And like, so everybody was just like crying and it was so cute. Yeah. But that was my favorite memory. You know, listen, when everyone's crying at the same time, I just finally feel validated for all the times I cry alone listening to Disney stuff. So it, it just, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel seen, you know? Um, what was your favorite part of the show? Because I, I have to know. Oh, it, of course, when Minnie's like, but I'm not a princess. And Mickey's like, well, Minnie, you've always been a princess to me. And then I want to like cry thinking Aww. about it. Cause... And then everybody's like, oh my God, that's so sweet. I'll never be loved like that. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, all right. <laughs> oh, no. All these bitches on Tumblr saying princes gave them unrealistic expectations it was mickey mouse who gave me unrealistic unreal expectations of men <laughs> yeah that that's it's just it's such a cute uh. part and you know um like we kind of said it's really cool getting to see those characters you don't normally get to see in the parks so it's it's fun and it's also like disney we know you got the costumes why are you keeping them locked up oh budget exactly. cuts it exactly it's disney there's in my ass. Dude, I worked I worked at Disney during Shanghai's like them like going over budget with Shanghai and they were cutting people left and right. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my. they're like, Mickey, you're out here for 15 hours a day. Good luck. Like it was Ooh. So there's a saying if you worked at Disney at that time. Basically, like anything could go, you know, like the thanks Obama, like me. Yeah. It was like, thanks, Shanghai. Like, someone vomits. Thanks, Shanghai. (laughs) We all, like, blamed everything on Shanghai. It was a good moment. But anyway, yeah, that was... I loved Dream Along. And I was was really sad to see it go, because I had just gotten attached to it. So... It, like, overall, it was just a good show. It was a very heartwarming show. Um, Royal Friendship Fair, I feel, is also heartwarming, but it's definitely that mm-hmm. new generation of Disney shows. And this was yeah. really, like, what I would mm. say, like, kind of that last millennial-style show. And the reason I yeah. say that um, is because one of my favorite memories of the show is just the music. It's stunning. It's beautiful. But it was oh also God, yes. one of those last times that... Disney used that kind of 80s or you know 80s 90s 2000s music where it was like it was kind of like Broadway but stylized in a very specific mm-hmm. way and now with things like Happily Ever After and Royal Friendship Fair and Festival yeah. Fantasy all those kind of have this more pop and mm-hmm. upbeat exactly. soundtrack where and it, it this 
This didn't have an IP soundtrack. I think that's like the biggest difference is like all the new stuff, all of the music is IP. There's no like original song. Mm-hmm. And exactly. this had an original song. And that was, that's like, <clears throat> I think that's why like as good as Friendship Fair is, and I absolutely love it. Like it, it has Same. the best, the best princesses in it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just so good. But it's all IP based. And I feel like we're losing that originality of Disney where like it's a yeah. non IP based thing. And while like, I get it, people are going to Disney, they want to see, they want to see and hear <clears throat> things they already know and like they can, con- they've already connected with. But it is sad to be seeing these slowly get phased out in favor of mm-hmm. purely IP based content. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I, I'm one of those people I'm really obsessed with like I always see like the stuff happening with Epcot and everyone is worried about like original attractions disappearing and I'm the one that's like all excited for IPs but I completely understand want the original content today like I get that it's like it gets to a point where the IPs are so (coughs) oversaturated I guess like they mm-hmm. start recycling the same stuff over and over again and we do lose like the originality that is to be there. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like don't get me wrong, like things like Splash Mountain becoming Princess and the Frog. I think that's a mm-hmm. great use of IP. But like Absolutely. Agreed. I know as, as much as you love it, we don't need like thirteen stage shows with Elsa and Anna in it. Yeah. That's what happens too because instead of like they have so many IPs that they can use. Instead of spreading them out, they regurgitate like the same ones that are popular and just repeat it over and over again. Exactly. And I think I I think I think that's kind of what made Dream Along so different is it really was like the end of an era when we lost it of that, like I said, that very specific Disney Parks music style like you saw in Mm -hmm. like um and Spectra Magic and um, Remember the Magic Parade, like Dream Along with Mickey, Wishes, like they all had a very oh. specific style of music. Best in peace, Wishes. Yes, but R.I.P. Wishes. But I also like Halfway Ever After way better. <laughs> but, okay, um, well, that was me, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and go now, but thanks for having me on. Super nice of you. <laughs> um... But, like, I feel like, 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 the end of the show, it kind of gave us that end of Disney really was, like, it, it did rely heavily on the classics because for a while, I mean, we all know, like, film-wise, Disney was having trouble with <laughs> getting, like, a hit film for a while, especially in the mm-hmm. 2000s in the experimental era yeah. of the film. That's so <laughs> upsetting, too, because a lot of the movies that came out then, if they, like, released it now, it would be such a big hit. It was just the yeah, like time. I'm telling you right now, Atlantis and First New Groove, like oh yeah, so oh yeah, right now. Um, Treasure Planet would probably do better than it did. Maybe not fantastic, mm-hmm. but way better than it did. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, it, it was. It, but like I was saying, it's kind of the end of an era with that kind of style, with that show, with those those classic characters and stuff. Um, and you know, are there I, really any shows like? I think Happily Ever After features, like, Cinderella and Snow White, right? Oh, well, yeah. Happily Ever After think? features basically all the princesses at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, pretty much. Um, uh, maybe not Pocahontas, but I think everybody else, yes. Um, but, uh, 
You know, no, wait, Pocahontas may be on the castle sh- on Halfway Road. I don't know. I have to rewatch it. But I just feel like we're losing a lot of those like classic Disney. And it sucks because you mm-hmm. can get into the whole argument about like how so many people think that like <clears throat> the older princes aren't princesses aren't feminist and like represent bad things, but then if you really know them, like you know that like being yeah. caring and loving and like <clears throat> all I those think... things are just as important. And it's just yeah. like I don't know. I feel like we're losing some of that classic <clears throat> Disney. And it makes me a little yes, sad because I really love it. In terms of like the princesses and and wanting them to um, be like feminists, and they want that sort of those sort of attributes. Wow, I'm struggling <laughs> <laughs> to um, be there. It, there's this. It gets lost along the way where people start assuming that if there's a prince present, then the princess isn't strong, and their story yeah. is not as important as newer princesses that don't have princes and don't get me wrong I love the ones that don't have a love interest because I've seen you know love interests for so long and it's never really been my thing so I enjoy the princesses that don't have that aspect but people are starting to misinterpret that they're starting to think Mm -hmm. oh she has a prince she's not strong she can't do anything and it's like that's not the case at all Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at Snow White. Like that's the one, I feel that's one of the ones people really dig into her and Aurora. But like, <clears> if you think about Snow White, she ran away from a assassin who tried to kill her. Found her way through a forest. Mm-hmm. For, like, found a place to stay to keep herself safe and hidden until she was tricked by the evil queen. Like she worked hard to get where she was and she didn't just wait around she mm-hmm. was you know a, a teenager she's 14 in the movie yeah who i'm snapping found her way through an entire it. forest <laughs> on mm-hmm. her own after almost being murdered and still was able to like smile and be kind and treat people with respect yeah. even after going through all that and so oh, like, exactly i mean that's a whole and thing cinderella and, never asked for a print she just wanted to go to a party <laughs> Literally, she, exactly, and that's the thing people always get mixed up. Same with Aurora. Mm-hmm. Aurora didn't say she, you know, she was trying to find a prince. She <clears> just <throat> met somebody who she really liked, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And no, nobody said they mm-hmm. were instantly getting married. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like sometimes in that movie, people, and we're way off topic, but that's okay. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, the princesses are in the show, but I feel like, um. In that movie, people forget that like that takes place over many years, and like you have if you haven't rewatched it recently, like yeah, like it all happens within Aurora turning sixteen, yes, but like the kingdom is asleep for years mm-hmm. before Philip is able to go and fe- defeat Maleficent. Like it's not an overnight oh. thing. <laughs> yup, big facts, big facts. Plus, Aurora and Philip met more than once in the forest because that you know the whole thing is supposed to be them meeting multiple times throughout the film (laughs) but it's like shortened because obviously we don't want to sit there and watch people go on dates for like 40 you know like (laughs) however long it was (laughs) what's that adam sandler movie 50 first dates (laughs) right exactly (laughs) (laughs) but 
back to the show. Speaking of the princesses, that was actually my favorite part of the show because I loved watching them dance with the princes. I've always, it's been a dream, and I've never said this on the podcast, I've always wanted to wear like a big flowy princess dress and be able to spin around and like have the skirt fly out. I've always thought oh, that was the too. coolest thing ever since I was a kid. Oh um, my god, we're starting a GoFundMe to get you a princess dress. I would Watching die. those dresses flail out like that when they spin is just another it was stunning and i love watching them just like express their love and just be it, it's it, it, it was just like they were all there just to like help Min- minnie and mickey just live out their dream which is exactly what they why they were there mm-hmm. um but like that was personally my favorite part of the show uh, I also really enjoyed when Maleficent would come out. I just thought it was cool with the effects of the fire, and she was like, ah, ha, ha. I just love Maleficent's laugh. Wasn't the fire green? I feel like I remember the fire It was. Being... It was green. Was it? I might be colorblind. It was definitely, yeah, it was green. I mean, it obviously may have not been green every time, because effects and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, we it was definitely Disney. green. We all know Disney don't fix that shit. They wait for, like... Six they months. Look at, the, look at the dra- look at Maleficent's dragon. That took like half a year for it to even come back. <laughs> to be oh, also, do y'all remember at the very end of the show when um they're singing the final song and Mickey and Minnie rise up on the stage on that giant mm-hmm. riser? Oh my god, yeah. That was such an iconic moment, and like we got memes from that. We got tons of funny stuff <laughs> from that thing. But that was just so cool to watch them rise up there and finish out the show. Um. But, like, uh, a story that I really love to tell about the show and the reason I have, like, such a strong attachment to it is we took my little cousin, or cousins, both of them, um, and they were very young. I think one was six and one was, like, three. Um, But the six-year-old, I'm very close with both of them. Uh, to the point where, like, I basically almost see them as, like, my kids, even though they're not. Because our whole family's kind of, like, always been like that with the kids. Um, and we took them, and uh, we're watching the show, and uh, one of them, the, the one I'm watching, her name is Allie. She's six or seven at the time. And <laughs> we're watching the show, she's having a great time. Um, and, and Maleficent comes out, and she, cl- she got so scared. That she, I swear, she climbed up me and like two. She grabbed me like twice and was up like by my face. Aww. Like she like grabbed the hips, grabbed the shoulder. I'm there, but she was not tall enough to like even reach that floor. Oh, <laughs> oh baby, no. I know. So I'm holding her and we're watching, and she's like holding on to me, and it was the sweetest thing in the world. And then when Mickey's like or Donald's like. You know, we gotta say dreams come true, dreams come true, dreams come true. She starts saying it, and Maleficent goes away, and I was like, oh my gosh, you did it! She's like, I did it! And I started oh sobbing. Oh my... Because it was this... I'm, I'm like crying now, because like, it, it will forever make me cry, because it was the sweetest thing I'd ever seen. And then her little Aww. sister being three is like knocked out in the stroller, half asleep. Like, she's like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like it, like to this day, like it makes me like tear up because it was just so sweet. And I was like, this is like why I love coming to the Disney parks is this exact moment. And yeah, and like those are like, listen, we all know that we have like an unhealthy and we should probably talk to a therapist type relationship with Disney, right? 
Yeah. But, like, for kids, it truly is, like, such magic. And I think, like, Mm -hmm. it's safe to say, like, that kind of experience was what brought us into this community and, like, what made us fall in love with Disney. And so getting to, like, share that with, like, a kid that you love, that's so important. Like, because you just kind of hope that they feel how you feel. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, that, I mean, that was just a big thing. And, like, even, like, the whole family, we just, like, enjoyed it and talked about that show the rest of the day. And, like, the th- funniest thing is the show that, uh, the first cast show I saw was called, like, Mickey's, like, surprise party or something like that. And had all these presents. And I'm going to have to do a whole episode on it if I can find anybody else who remembers it. Like, it was early, early 2000s. And he, like, opened up all these presents. And all these villains came out were trying to take over. And, like, Ivy, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I'm going to find a video and send it to you. In this show, Peter Pan and Hook fought on the castle oh my god like, oh my god up, like up in the air on the castle and mulan was in it and she de- she was like defeating shane Yu, and oh shit oh it was great like chip and dale come out and they're like making jokes and like it it was it was one of my favorite stage shows ever and it was I've literally the thing i took with anything. me it was my favorite thing of that entire trip and so Dream Along with Mickey was some people's, like, favorite thing. They took along with the trip, and mm-hmm. I just love that. Because it was a good show with lots of heart and lots of silliness and really that deep-to-the-core Disney, you know, stuff. hmm Also, I totally want to say, <laughs> to this day, if anybody says, um, if somebody says, like, join the party, and I'll, the first thing I want to say is, a castle party? Amen. <laughs> Come join the party at Castle Party. You're all invited to come and join the fun. Yeah, no. It's such a good song. Really. Like, I, dude, it it gets me. It's like, the for me, that whole song is the same feeling when fantasy or um, festival of fantasy starts that like, Oh, we getting pumped today, like type exactly. of like feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. The one thing I do want to say about the show is I hated the costume the dancers had to wear. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It makes sense because this premiered for Year of a Million Dreams, right? Yeah, and like it, it fit the theme during that, but like, God, ties mm-hmm. and long I am pants. not. Uh... Yeah, that and then when they have it's supposed to be like Captain Hook's like pirate crew. I am not a fan of the outfits that they had to wear. It didn't they just, like they I just pulled stuff over the dancers yeah, and they still it had just their looked long like they blue threw, pants. Threw some fabric on real quick, and I remember watching it, and I didn't understand that they were supposed to be like a pirate crew kind of thing because they just didn't give me that vibe when I saw it. I don't like those costumes. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the biggest down down of the show for me is the costumes and the wigs they would make the girl dancers wear. Oh yeah, those were not good. Nope. Disney just I'm does not do good with wigs when it comes to per- mm-hmm. when it comes to dancers. Like we talked about it oh. on a throwback when we talked to our last throwback. We talked about um uh oh what was the parade for Festival of Fantasy? The celebrated dream come true. We talked about that on the last episode. Go check that out with uh, Parker and Victoria. We talked about the bad wigs for that, too. Like, what was what was Disney's... They were, like... <laughs> they looked like Amazon wigs. Like, they straight were up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
just like during this era disney was like let's give them wigs but like let's also make it disrespectful to them it was basically they have the same wig they probably have the same wig stylist as whoever did all of the twilight movies because all of those oh wigs were also terrible so it was probably the same stylist like it, it's it's they were i don't understand they why they really didn't just wigs. like style their real hair like figure out how to work with with their real hair it would look way better than those wigs it yeah would. i mean those costumes the wigs for the dancers were the only downfall of this show for me um yeah. besides the plot but <laughs> <laughs> i just also, i really loved it does maleficent have a thing with dreams because like as you were talking about it i was like oh shit she does the same thing it's in uh, yeah and i was like Am I missing something? This is kind something? of like a mini Fantasmic. It, yeah, but like, I'm just like, did... I don't remember Maleficent, like, trying to ruin dreams. I remember her trying to murder children, but not <laughs> ruin dreams. I think I think they really took off that, because even in the King Keepers book series, it's very similar. I also had that, um, like, mm-hmm. looking right at I me. Mean, not the full series, just book two <laughs> and three, because I sold them from a friend years ago. I need the rest Amazing. of the books. They're really good books, though. I've never read them, I'm telling you. It'd make a great Disney Plus series. Fantastic Disney Plus series. Um, but uh, I just, I feel like they went with her because canonly, um, I think that's how you would say it, um, Maleficent is the second most evil of all Disney villains, uh, right after Chernabog, because he's literally Satan. I mean, listen... After that little Nas X video, Satan's looking more and more appealing every day. <laughs> oh my god. I almost made a really inappropriate joke. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to Oh my god. Do it. I'll tell y'all after. I can't. I'm not going to say it right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, But I just feel like Disney just went with that of like, she's super evil. She's very recognizable. And plus, she's like one of the only villains that can really have a, like a really major transformation to make a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even to this day, like, the movie is one of the most stunning, beautiful movies, and her transformation oh, yeah. is oh, still yeah. amazing. Um, I will say, though, sometimes I get so used to Fantasmic and like, Dream Along with Mickey, where she's like, uh, all the powers of my imagination are all of my powers. And I forget that in a movie, she literally says, me and all the powers of hell. Oh, I didn't remember that either. I haven't seen that I'm, movie since I I'm was, like, 11. Saying, all the powers of my imagination or dream along with mickey should be like <laughs> and all my powers but in the movie she says me and all the powers of hell damn go maleficent bad bitch <laughs> like oh my gosh she really is <laughs> but yeah you know what i think we just back the code because fantastic dream along with mickey and the kingdom keepers book series obviously have the same plot Oh my Maleficent god. Maleficent trying to turn everything in Disney World into a world of nightmares. <laughs> Instead of the Pixar theory, it's the Maleficent theory. We just cracked the code. We did. Somebody Take call Bob Disney. Iger or whoever's running the company because I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't keep up with it. No. Call one of the Bobs. <laughs> <laughs> that is the per- Oh, I'm stealing. Call one of the Bobs. I'm using that. That's get phenomenal. Roberts. Get the Roberts on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you I one time found Bob Iger's son on Facebook? It was a real dark No. Moment. I added him and he never added me back. 
<laughs> he was like, nah, but I found this it. works for you. I wasn't, I was like working at Target at the time. So he was probably like, what is this peasant doing? And listen, I was just trying to get a sugar daddy. Like I was really just trying to like get that Disney sugar daddy. Oh, I love it. I tried. I shot my shot, but he didn't accept it. Um, I do want to ask before we head back to our modern day times, do either of you have anything you'd like to add about the show or any final thoughts on the show and why it's so beloved by so many? I, you know, I think it's because I, I really think it's beloved because it's classics. Like, even if you've never seen those movies, you know who those characters are. Mm-hmm. Like inherently, you know who Peter Pan is. You know who Cinderella is. Like we, even if you've never seen the movie, you know who those characters are. You know, and um, I think like it's it can it's not just for like the kids who have recently seen the movie, like you know, and newer IPs like we kind of talked about. But I think parents and like. You know, everyone can really get a sense of nostalgia and excitement. Like, oh my God, these characters are alive and real and, you know, interacting with each other. And, you know, more people can relate to it. I totally agree. I also think a huge thing was like, genuinely at the end of the show, when you're saying dreams come true, dreams come true. That's kind of like a, especially when you're at Disney and you're already having a good time with your family and you're having all the fun. I think that's like a really hard hitting reminder, especially for like a lot of adults and teenagers who may be getting a little more cynical in life or just maybe having a hard time. When you're sitting here and you're like hearing people chant dreams come true. I feel like that can really get you emotional because I was like 17 at the Mm -hmm. time when that happened with my little cousin last time we went. That's the last time I saw the show. Um, and I was like going through it y'all and that that moment really got to me but I also like talked to later to the rest of my family and they were like yeah that kind of choked me up there just mm-hmm. hearing yeah. like so many people saying it cause like they said it over the speakers for the show in case nobody said it but like if you listen there were like adults and kids and lots of people saying it so it was really I, I, I think yeah. that was one of the moments that really got people and I think that's why it's yeah. such a beloved show yeah and I mean, like, the message overall, you know, believe in your dreams. Like, anything you dream, you can do. You can overcome anything if you believe in your dreams. I mean, they defeat Maleficent with the power of their dreams. And that is such a good little message. I'm going to bring it back to the kids, I know, uh, once again. But it's such a good message for... I... That's one of the things I really love about, like, Disney shows. And then they do, like, the crowd interactions, too. And that just, like brings it for everyone to enjoy that same I agree because like you really had like within the, the the plot of the show you really had a, a a role to play in defeating this and like defeating the evil along with everybody else in Magic Kingdom whether they knew it or not you know the whole show mm-hmm. basically was kind of like everybody in Magic Kingdom is hoping you know defeat this evil with our dreams and our positivity and I just I mm-hmm. think that's a great message to you know yeah <laughs> use your positivity for good and do what you can to you know do what you can within the group <laughs> 100% yeah 
well, I think it's time we get this uh, time over back to Dr. Seeker. So make sure you buckle up. Don't take any souvenirs um, because, I mean, we we can't, y'all. It's going to mess up the time space. No souvenirs. No souvenirs of 2016, y'all. That's disappointing because I could have really taken some of that trauma and dealt with it then. Oh, oh, God. I shouldn't laugh at that. I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Y'all buckled up. Y'all good? I'm good. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Oh, look, we're back to 2021. <laughs> Unfortunate. So Can we do that again, but just completely bypass 2020 as like a whole and like... Where was where was this? Where where were you in 2016 when I needed you? I don't know. Well, I was there. I was 17. I was having a child crawl up me, getting away from Maleficent, who thought she was gonna kill her. Listen, who thought Maleficent was gonna kill you at one point in your life? Like, are you truly living? That's true. I will say, after reading those Kingdom Keepers books I was talking about, I had a nightmare one time about Maleficent, specifically for oh, those books. Because she's very scary, at least in the first book. She is terrifying. <laughs> oh my god, this is like the time I had a nightmare over freaking Pennywise, and I didn't even see the movie, I just saw the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I tried watching the movie once alone, and I got like five minutes in, and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do I it. I can't, I can't do it. No. I love that series, by the way. It's wonderful. It's very, oh, it's a, there's not. a very, I... very good movies. I see Are you a red the type balloon? of person that wants to fuck Pennywise? No, I am not that kind of person. I'm just saying, I, it's the only horror movie almost name dropped someone. Sob. I almost name dropped someone. That would have been so bad. That would have been <laughs> so bad, but they know who they are. <laughs> you know who you are. And you know what? Live your truth. You know, be you. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Listen, we had a monster fucker on last time. We, you we know, did. We, now we have... Uh, now we, we also have know who you are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But luckily we're back here. We made it safe and sound. And that was a good trip back in time. Uh, thank you both for joining me on that. And uh, now it's time for plugs. So, Ivy, let's start with you. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? So, my Instagram is at underscore St. Ives underscore, and my Twitter is at St. Ives7. Fantastic. And then, Danny, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, um, I actually skipped the recording of my podcast, and they told me the only way I was allowed to come do this was if I plugged the show hard. So, um, <laughs> I'm a part of a podcast called The Hyperion Review. Basically, we take a look at Disney movies and discuss social issues involved with them. Underlying themes, we just did Fox and the Hound and how it basically represents racism. Um, really fun stuff. I personally do a little mini Disney true crime series on there where I talk about murders and stuff that have happened on Disney property. Um, lots of cool stuff. So um, make sure to check us out, The Hyperion Review. We are on Apple, Spotify, Basically anywhere you can get your podcasts, and then Sunday nights we do a live show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, 
lots of streaming stuff and sometimes scott shows up and we make fun of him for liking frozen in the norway pavilion it's true but it is a nice little are we talking about the ride or just in yeah, general? Yeah, we're talking we're talking about the ride. I did a the debate episode kinda, and they got really upset you know what? by the results. The well, I never went on what was there before that, so I get an excuse for like frozen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check us out. Uh, I believe we're at the Hyperion Review on Instagram. Um, we have a contest going right now where if you give us a shout out, you get entered to win some Disney smelling products. So come check that out. And yeah, it's it's fun. And we hope to have Scott on again soon and all sorts of fun stuff. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I, thank you for I, letting me plug. You're welcome. I absolutely love the podcast. Um, I loved being on it. It was super fun. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a very different take on a Disney podcast than what most people are used to. And that's what I think makes you guys so unique and so, so, so successful. And, Especially Aww, with the, the fans you have. Your fans are pretty dedicated, so I'll definitely we, say. I mean, it's, like, mostly my dad, but, like, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Why you gotta do that? I mean, like, it's <laughs> my dad. <laughs> but my dad comments on, my dad calls me after every new episode and gives me his critiques. Like, I asked for his critiques. Like, my dad just, like... <laughs> You know, I think you were being a little too bossy this episode. I'm like, Dad, that's that's misogynistic. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> so I, I love my dad. We we like to give a shout out to my dad on every episode because that's become a running gag. So you'll hear me talk about my dad a lot. It's we really, love a supportive father figure. We really do. <laughs> <laughs> um. As for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Scott021 or look up Dyslexic. You can follow me on Instagram at Dyslexic96. And you can follow me on TikTok at Dyslexic. And you can listen to the Dyslexic podcast every week. That's going to do it for us for this theme park throwback episode of season three. If you like this episode, then you can check out all of season one through three of Dyslexic and season one and two of my theme park design competition, Ultimate Imagineer on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and so on and so forth. If you really, really like this episode, then share the show with your friends and family and give us a rating review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. It would really help the show grow, and I would love for that to happen. Thank you all once again for joining us. Make sure you're wearing your mask, you're still washing your hands, you're still social distancing. Just because the vaccines are out there doesn't mean that it's over. So please... Hashtag Moderna crew. <laughs> so please make sure you are doing your part to help stop the spread until we can get enough people vaccinated where we are good to go and get things back to normal but with that all being said have an amazing week amazing month amazing year i'll say it again because you all deserve it and bye everybody